0: Good morning, Beloran. It's again uh, very good to be back. It doesn't feel that I've been away. I've always felt connected to uh, each and every person. And uh, I remember from the time Priya said, "Okay, you are going to share after the next Sunday when we celebrate our anniversary. I've been thinking about what word, Father, you want me to uh, tell your sons. And uh, this is the title, that song, has been playing back and forth, and that is You're a Good, Good Father. That's the title of today. And uh, I really believe the moment uh, when a son wakes up in that reality that, yes, I have a good father, you know, everything, all the experiences, all the creation, it justifies with that truth. And uh, it is very necessary and uh, the Holy Spirit just wants to remind each and every one of us sitting today present here who are listening online to remember always in every circumstances that we have a good, good Father. Amen. So uh, before beginning, I would also like to share a testimony uh, about similar thing. Last month, I was celebrating my birthday on 22nd. So uh, usually dad is around or sister is there. So we celebrated together. But this time on my birthday, dad dad was away. Uh, He was ministering in Odisha and uh, Andhra. And uh, Didi was not at home. So it was only me and my mom. So I was thinking, OK, this time maybe there won't be any birthday cake to cut because it's weird, you know, you going and buying cake for yourself and then cutting it on the night. So I said, it's okay. Uh, if it is there, it's not there. Thank God uh, for everything that he's been doing. Uh, but the day before it, some of the sons came down from Solan to Chandigarh. And uh, we just had a get together. And uh, while going, they just said, you know what, David? Uh, we think we should have a cake cutting for you today. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, uh, and uh, they went and bought a cake. We, we had a good celebration. And uh, then there was cake left. And they said, okay, uh, we'll take it. And I said, that's my cake, right? Why you guys are taking it, I'll take it. <laughs> so, I took it back home. And suddenly that thought clicked, you know. The cake was there at home. And uh, father just said, uh, it doesn't matter if someone is there in your life or not. He will always show His presence. He will always show His love to you with one person or another. People will keep changing. But His love will be there forever. Then on the next day, I saw, okay, uh, everyone loves gift on their, especially on their birthdays. So, uh, something father showed me, it never happened before, but this time what happened, uh, I have my best friend staying in Canada, one of friend in Ireland. So all of my friends, they are connecting to Mahima saying, okay, uh, give us his bank account. We would like to gift and I'm seeing that father goodness that uh, it doesn't matter, it it doesn't have any boundary or I was thinking maybe dad will give me something or mom will give me, but I got it from like seven seas far and uh, something that I never thought. So uh, again, everything, all the goodness that is in your life, I'm saying this person may vary, but the person, the love that is being shown, it's the father's father's love. So it will always be there. So uh, before going to the word today, I would love if we could do a small uh, exercise. Uh, I would like everyone to close their eyes for a moment. I don't want you guys to sleep. Beloved is awake. So uh, while we are closing our eyes, I would like you guys to meditate. I want you to think, take this time out and think of a place, a place where you see complete peace or a place, if you could imagine, or a person, or it can be anywhere in this world. Just imagine a place where, which, which is your favorite place. And you think, when you are in that place, you get rest. When you are in that place, you get peace. When you are in that place, you have that ultimate joy. So I just want everyone to think of that place and think of yourself being at that place. Okay, now we can open our eyes, back from our happy place to present. So, uh, we'll come back to that happy place again. And uh, I would like to start today from uh, one verse that we are very familiar with, that is Matthew 3.17. It says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased and delighted. You know, this is one message Priya got for beloved and uh, that is Christ in her received it and she passed on that message to everyone who is part of the church now. And uh, I believe Father is singing back, saying those words back again, reminding us that we are his beloved and he is well pleased and delighted in each and every person who are present over here because... Wherever we might be, His presence is always there, and it is Christ in us who, who acknowledges us, it's Christ in us who receives this word. And uh, I remember that on anniversary uh, Priya was sharing about all the testimonies, uh, the pillars of Beloved Church. And all the testimonies I was listening to, it was very encouraging and uh, one word I received uh, that time when uh, Jigar was sharing and others were sharing and I would just like to encourage everyone with this message. It's uh, Matthew 21 verse 42, Jesus said to them, have you never read in scriptures, the stone the builders rejected has has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. So I could see that all the testimonies that came during that time, I could see that at some time, they were stones or they were broken stones or they were some pieces that people had rejected. And you know what Father orchestrated out of all the broken stones, out of all the broken pieces, He made them the cornerstone. A cornerstone that no one can reject again. And I could see that all the pillars, it's not just Rishi, Hebron, Jigar, but everyone who are present over here, everyone who are listening to this word right now, we are His Beloved. And Beloved, right now, uh, it's not just a church. I can see it's already expanding. It's already about to explode. And it's not just in this hall, but you will see expansion from all four directions. There will be no boundaries for Son, and we'll see in coming time that uh, we, will, we are right now the cornerstone, we are the pillar of Beloved because this is the message that came down from heaven. And He wants each one of us to be part of that message, not just in the receiving end, but whoever come across our path, let them also know that they have a loving Father and He calls them also His Beloved. And we'll see, uh, I believe soon, in coming time, we'll see this, this sound, this word resonate in the entire universe, that you are my beloved. I see uh, there is a time, because uh, we are living in a generation, uh, most of my friends, whenever I talk to them, I, I could categorize all my friends in two categories mainly. There are some of my friends who are a lot into their head knowledge. They believe in science, and uh, everything they want is from from their head knowledge. And they are people who says there is no God. God doesn't exist, and uh, they are into science and uh, all the facts. Whatever they, whatever things can be proven, they believe that is the truth, and they are. Just, They are in search of God, but it's all backed by science. So, uh, some may believe in God, some may not. They are atheists and uh, whenever I start talking to them, I don't want to get into debate because I know whenever, uh, as Priya has taught, whatever comes out of debate, it's from the tree of knowledge. And we know the end result of that, that is death. But then there is a tree of life. We want them to be part of that life. And second category of my friends are people who are easy-going people, who are okay with all the religion, all the God. They say, everyone's faith is good, every God is one, all God is one. That kind of faith. And uh, the more I talk to category A, category B people, I thank my father because he has chosen us. He has separated. It says, by truth, you have sanctified and uh, I am thankful to Father that amongst this generation that is walking right now, that is outside the world who are trying to get caught in their head knowledge, second people who believe everything is one, among these generations, Father is raising a new generation, a kind of generation who knows their Father by name who don't call it uh, some other name their ancestor has given or uh, that they are born in religion, but but a generation a people who know that they are fathered. A generation who knows that they have a father and not just a father, but he's a very good, good father. I would like to tell a story. It's from a movie. Uh, I think uh, most of us, we have seen that movie. It's uh, been directed by Mel Gibson. And uh, the name of the movie is Apocrypto. I don't know if I'm saying it right. But uh, there is a very interesting story in the beginning of that movie. It it comes out with the intro, and uh, it had uh, really clicked me. And uh, I see some part of truth in that story. That's why I want to pass it on to you today. It says like this, uh, once there was a man. He was sitting alone with deep sadness, And all the animals in the jungle, they came to this man. And they said to this man that "Um, why are you sad? We don't like to see you so sad. Ask us whatever you want and you shall have it. And the man said, okay, I want to have a good sight. So the vulture replied, okay, you shall have mine. I give it to you. And after that, the man said, I want to be strong. And then there was a jaguar and he said, Okay, you shall have strength like me. And after that, the man, man said, I want to like to know the deepest secrets of this world. And then there was a serpent. He said, Okay, you shall have it. So, one by one, it, it, it went on. And uh, when the man had all the gifts from all the animals he could, he could have, After having it, the man left. So, there was an owl sitting in the tree and uh, he said, Now the man knows so much that suddenly I am afraid. And the deer said, Why are you afraid? I think the man has everything he needs and uh, now he will be happy. And the owl said, No. I saw a big hole, a void in man. And it's like a desire, a hunger that he could never fill. Until one day, the earth will say back to him, I am no more and I have nothing to give away. So, I, I really thought, I came back to uh, the Bible and uh, the word says, you know, I believe a lot of people out there, uh, you see, everyone is in search of something. Either they are in search of a truth, or they are searching for salvation, or they are searching for, for, uh, for peace. But all humanity at a point, even today, they are in search of something that can fill them from inside. Whether it be a good career, a car, a good wife, a good occupation, anything it may be, it is just to fill that desire which is inside. And uh, I believe that as we uh, read from the Bible that God created us in his own image. And I believe that yes, every person who are born in this world, this, where, this, where the soul is sent in this world, everyone has a void and that void is in shape of Jesus. So only that void can be filled when Jesus steps in our life. Only then our life is complete. And uh, I see that finished work, that completeness in this place in everyone's life, because we know that our the missing half is not somewhere outside, but it, it has always been inside us. So, it's the knowledge that has quickened and that has set us free. So, uh, I am very encouraged, this is just an introduction I want to say today, that um, yes, beloved, is waking up and it's growing, it's increasing, that each and of, each and every one of us, imagine one Jesus, changed the entire face of the time the time got divided just one jesus imagine so many jesus are sitting over here what is coming next i cannot imagine so uh, it just we have one hour today and the topic is you are a good good father i uh, i know that one hour of preaching cannot justify that word even if I spend the rest of my life just saying this word, I know that we cannot comprehend the amount of love He has given to us. I remember when we were in camp, someone asked, okay, uh, there is only one thing Beloved speaks about the love of Father goodness. And I said, because this is what, what is there for us. This is our inheritance that we are received in Christ. And uh, even if we speak it every day, I don't think it's going to be enough. So why not speak about the goodness of a Father? So just coming down over here, again, to all the pillars. Pillars means everyone who are part welcoming team, people who are setting chair. If you are here, see yourself as that cornerstone that God has chosen. And the word says, therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. I see the fruits in this church and the fruit is Jesus and Jesus is in us and we are walking in that reverence. And the word says, anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. So from this time onwards, you should be aware that there is no one in this world who can neglect you. because. What is there inside you, it is far greater than what is there in the world. So, uh, always be in that reverence and uh, let's walk in that truth. And uh, next scripture is from Jeremiah 3.19. This is also a father's heart. I just want to reflect father's heart today. This is from the Old Testament. And uh, we see Old Testament is like a shadow for all the things that were yet to come and this is the heart of father, you can, you can see from the scripture and uh, first time I read it my heart filled with, was filled with joy because we are in that uh, word right now, the, the word that was prophesied by Jeremiah, it says to the people of Israel, the father is saying, I myself said, how gladly would I treat you like my children, and give you a pleasant land. I believe Beloved is going to have a pleasant land. And it says, the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. The portion of Beloved is beautiful inheritance of any nation. But it says to them, it says, I thought you would call me father. You know, God's desire was always for his people to know him, not just like as a God figure or not someone who had just created them, but his heart was to know and tell them also that I always desired that you call me Father. But the people of Israel never actually caught caught hold of it. They gave him name like Yehovah and uh, Lord of Abraham, and gave her the name, but Father's heart was for the Israelis, Were I thought you would call me Father, and and, uh, while I stand here, while I am saying to you, I know that Father is very, very, very pleased, to see Beloved happening in this place, that there is a church in India, there is a church in Bombay, who is setting up, a foundation in a place in all the people's life by saying that you are my father and we are his beloved son because the father says if you do so I would gladly treat you like my children give you a pleasant land the most beautiful inheritance of any nation I thought you would call me father and not turn away from following me so this is the father's heart today today he wants whenever we go to him Whenever we are going or uh, seeing him, to always see him as a father figure because that's his heart. And uh, second thing we'll see, again this is one thing, uh, I've taken three topics today about the goodness of our Father. First one is grace. So how many of you know what grace is? Yes, it's a favor that we didn't earn and we are getting that favor. So uh, we could see one uh, His grace working even in Old Testament. I've taken a small story from Jacob's life. We can, uh, we can read it from here. And uh, I really saw Father's heart for all the humanity that was about to come just in this passage. Uh, we'll be reading from verse 1. It says, one day when Isaac was old and turning blind he called for Esau his the older son and said My son and yes father Esau replied I am an old man now Isaac said and I don't know when I may die take your bow and quiver full of arrows and go into the open country to hunt some wild game for me prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you my firstborn son, before I die. So we can see over here that Isaac is calling for Jacob. Uh, Isaac is calling for Esau. that is the firstborn. And uh, he was the one who was close to Isaac. And he wanted him to go and hunt and uh, get him a good game so that when he have it, he can bless him. So he wanted all the blessing only for his firstborn. So he said, go out and get the best for me and I will bless you and verse 5 says but Rebekah overheard what isaac had said to his son esau so when esau left to hunt for the wild game she said to her son jacob listen i overheard your father say to esau bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal then i will bless you in the lord's presence before i die so one is esau and the second one is jacob so this jacob He's very close to his mom, Rebecca. And Rebecca's heart, Rebecca's love is for, this, uh, for, his, for her kid that he should get all the blessing. So she does something next. On verse 8, it says Now, my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. Then take the food to your father, so he can eat it and bless you before he dies. And 11 verse says, But look, Jacob replied to Rebekah. Now Jacob is understanding what the plan is, what his mom is planning. But is saying, wait a minute, look, My brother Esau is a hairy man, and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see, he'll see that I am trying to trick him and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. So, obviously, like if I imagine myself also, it would be a very scary situation that you are tricking and trying to get blessing and end up having a curse. So, uh, but the verse 13, it says, it says, but his mother replied, that is the heart of the mother that was heart of love. She said, then let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you. Go out and get the goats for me. So even in that old, you know, all the blessings that were set for Jacob, it was not Jacob who decided to have it. It was Rebecca and it was out of love that uh, she wanted the Jacob to have it. And it was she who was planning everything for Jacob. Jacob didn't do it by works. It was all through love that things were happening. Verse 14, it says, So Jacob went out and got the young goats for his mother. Rebekah took them and prepared a delicious meal, just the way Isaac liked it. Then she took Esau's favorite clothes, which were there in the house, and gave them to her younger son, Jacob. She covered his arms and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of the young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including freshly baked bread. So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said, yes, my son. So this is when Jacob is entering. Uh, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, has given given him uh, his brother's clothes and the hair and all the accessories that were needed. And uh, now Jacob goes to his father and he says, My father, he said, and Isaac replied, Yes, my son, who are you? Who are you, Isav or Jacob? And Jacob replied, It's Isav, your firstborn son. I have done as you told me. Here it's a wild game. Now sit up and eat so you can give me your blessing. Isaac asked, How do you find it so quickly, my son? So he got a little suspicious that Dal mein kuch hai. Ye itni jaldi kaise so, uh, it's uh, then it it, uh, it is written, the Lord your God put it in my path. Jacob re- replied very gen- gen- genuinely. He replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, "Come closer, so I can touch you and make sure that you really are a sav. So while I'm reading it, I'm also thinking that uh, Rebecca really knew Isaac that what all things she is go- he is going to do, so she already prepared it. So. Uh, Come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you are Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy just like Esau's. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau? He asked. And then Jacob replied again, yes, I am. And uh, verse 25 says, then Isaac said, Now, my son, bring me the wild game, let me eat it, then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced and he blessed his son. So uh, I, I hope we can see a shadow of something that Jesus was already preparing for all the Gentiles, for me and you who are sitting here. You know, we were not the firstborn uh, of God, you know, there were Israelis and, and there were other people. But the Father's heart, it was the love that, that was there that he wanted to share it with all of us. And it says that uh, when it was time to have that blessings, it was not by the works of Gentiles, or something that we could boost about. It says the mother, Rebecca, called Jacob. It was Rebecca's plan. She, she called Jacob. Rebecca was the one who gave Esau's clothes. We were dressed in almighty colors of Jesus, it was Father who dressed us, so that when heaven looks us, when the spirit realm sees us, they don't see uh, people from different nations, different people who speak different tongues. they could see Jesus in us. And when further we read, he says that uh, even the Rebecca gave that uh, the hair, so that the smell, everything was there, so that he knows that he is Esau. Even me and you, we are sitting here, Father is telling, this is the goodness. This was the plan from the foundation of the world that he has set aside. It was all pre-planned. And uh, that uh, the motto, or you say the motivation behind it was pure love. It was, the, it was the love of that Father that orchestrated everything that was yet to come in the, in the face of Jesus. Something similar what happened back then. That when Jesus went on the cross, he shed his blood. You know, we were all covered in that blood. And now when, when, when heaven looks us, uh, look at us, he doesn't see us, but it looks Christ. And then it says, once they got, when heaven sees everything in us, like Christ, and uh, even Isaac blessed them, and he's, it says, ah, The smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. From the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvests of grain. This is a blessing. I'm not reading this blessings of Jacob. This is even for me and you. And it says, and bountiful new wine. Many, many nations become your servants. And may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers. And may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed, and all who bless you will be blessed. So, this is a blessing we see in old that Jacob got with the help of Rebecca's love. And in the new, we know that all the blessings we got by father's love through Jesus Christ and everything has been done, it's a finished work for me and you. And it says all the blessings that are there, all the spiritual blessings, all the heavenly blessings are, are already been given to us. It's part of our inheritance. And uh, now coming back to the New Testament, it says, if you read in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who had no sin, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. We are the righteousness of God. You know, there are many churches who are preaching this word that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. But they, they don't preach the second part not many walk in the second part which says so that we become the righteousness of god we are the righteousness of god and it is not by our works or something that we did but it was because of his love that he covered us he gave us the clothes of our elder brother jesus we were dressed like him and all the blessings came onto us ephesians uh, ephesians 2 verse 8 it says for it is by grace now again the word is reminding that not by work or any other thing but it is by grace so i asked grace grace is something that we didn't deserve or something we didn't earn and we are receiving it so it is by grace you have been saved through faith and that is not from yourself it is the gift of god it's a gift And you give, people gift out of love, out of happiness. And uh, I would never say, uh, if I'm giving something, some gift to even my sister, I won't say, okay, you have to earn it first. If you're good to me, then only you'll get this, otherwise you won't get it. So, from even even my life, I just want to share the testimony. Wednesday, Dad was here. This was first time me and my dad, we were there in Beloved together. And I was translating for him. And uh, he was sharing about the testimony and uh, it is so true that from day one, like day one, I remember that uh, from my childhood onwards, our entire dependency have always been in father. I remember uh, being small and uh, I used to go to dad and uh, my mom and sometimes whenever we pass by a toy or a gift shop, I used to always... uh, check for, you know, a remote control car or some fancy toy. And I said, Dad, I want this. And uh, he never, like, they never said no. They said, maybe we cannot provide it to you, but you go and ask your heavenly father. Because your earthly parents may not have all the riches, but there is one who have all the riches. And when you ask to him, you will surely have it. So that was the foundation that was laid from the childhood onwards. And I always remember having the best toys. I always remember I used to play football when I was small. So uh, I still remember my first boots. Uh, we went to a showroom. It was Nike, too expensive. First one I got it. So uh, I didn't keep it down. I used to keep it near to my bed because uh, really, it's, it's his goodness. Even our school, uh, when we came to Chandigarh, my mom always had uh, said to my dad that I want the best education for my kids. And my dad said, okay, uh, them, with the amount of money, we can only send them to government uh, schools. But my mom said, no, like uh, I want my, my my children to have the best education they can have. And uh, we came down from Solon to Chandigarh and uh, uh, even the school we got in, it was the grace of God. Uh, They saw uh, there was father's friend and they said, uh, we don't don't want anything from you. And they said, you just send your kids. And we could see even from our school days, the smallest things father was taking care and he was saying that I am there with you. After graduating, after completing my schooling, you know, like how dad shared. um, My wanted to go to college, even I had a desire. And uh, dad said, "Okay, you wait one year. Uh, After one year, we'll send you to a college. And I've always dreamt of college being somewhere in Himachal, somewhere small place, because uh, I knew all the education you will get is from your self-study. You have to learn it from yourself. So it doesn't matter where you study. I knew that. the ultimate aim is to minister and to pass on that message but i didn't knew that uh, just with that my imagination for me was so limited i didn't know that my father was planning so much bigger than that and i remember uh, talking to all my friends they got admission and i was thinking okay one year maybe i'll be back and uh, but my father was he was taking care and he was thinking for me and uh, by a, I think two months past August, already admissions were closed. That time, Dad received a call and said, uh, would you send David to Kerala? I said, it's Father, Father's word. I said yes, I went and when I saw that college for the first time, I thanked Father. This is something I could have never imagined and this is the portion that you have given to me. And it is true for my entire life, I have been asking Father. Why all this goodness for me? Why all this goodness for me? Because I don't see anything good in me. I have not been good. good. If I look at me, I don't see any goodness or something I can boost about. Okay, it is because of my work that goodness is flowing. But Father always reminded me one word, that all the goodness that you are having in your life, it's not because that you are good. It's not because you are loving me back. All the goodness in your life is because I am good. I love to you not because you are loving me back. I love you because I am love. The very thought started shifting the, all the thought process that was there in this world. That small, small things we used to worry about. I came to know that... Uh, there is someone in heaven who is with me, who has planned my entire life and is taking care of all the little details. So then why should I be afraid or why should I worry? Why should I take so thought? And uh, this is the goodness of Father and uh, like how I was encouraged when Priya was in Himachal first time, she said, David, I don't remember last time when I was sad and uh, when I got some worry. And I was looking like she has same father, like she believes in the same father. So, uh, I know that our father is not partial. His love is same for each and everyone. So, I'm just passing on to you all the goodness that I've seen in my life. For all, that's all goodness is for each of us individually. I remember in, uh, back in Solon, we have a fellowship, like uh, how we have, have it here. Not all are um, in, uh, walking into the reality of sonship, but there are few. And uh, there is one, one guy, I really like hanging out with him. Because whenever we are there, there is nothing else we talk about. It's Father's love, it's Father's goodness, it's Father's word. It's all that we talk about. It doesn't matter if we are traveling two hours, three hours. All we talk about is Father's love. And uh, one, uh, the Spirit gave me one word while uh, I was talking to Him. And suddenly uh, that verse had a completely different meaning. That's from the Gospel of Luke where, where Jesus said that how many of you are there if your 99 sheep are there? and one of the sheep get lost, will you not go and find that one sheep? You know that question my dad has asked a lot of the shepherd in Himachal. Not many say yes, because if you think logically, uh, they'll think, okay, in search of that one sheep, maybe my 99 will just go away. So the flesh mind, your flesh love will never go behind that. But the father told me, you know, if you have one, Father' heart is always to go behind that one because he loves to have intimacy with each one of us. He wants that quality time, he wants that relation with each one of us. And he wants to call that one sheep, he wants that one sheep to be David. You can say personally that one sheep, your name. He wants you to be there and his heart is that he will leave 99 and go behind. David, because he likes spending time with David, this is what he enjoys and I believe the word which is the goodness and love that is being shared, I believe there will be a switch and you will see that once you realize that your father is good, I have seen once you start acknowledging someone. Like even in flesh, like what if I'm doing something, calling someone and they are not answering. I'm calling Rishi, Rishi, Rishi and he's just ignoring. I won't call him maybe 10 times or 11 times. I won't call him the 12th time because I know he's not responding. Similarly, I know that when I respond, I acknowledge that, yes, Father, that today you have given me this life. Even when I see the sunrise, I thank my Father because I know that sun has come up just for me. And when we realize the goodness in small things, he is able to multiply and he will show you all the goodness that he will be so happy. Okay, this son gets it. Okay, someone is doing this for her and she knows that it's not the person. It's father doing it. I'll give her more just because the glory is given to father. That is his biggest pride in that, that all the goodness and all the glory or the worship is given to Father because He is the only one who deserves it. So all the people you see, you will see many people coming to you and doing the good work, always don't see the face or the body, see Christ in them. It's the Christ goodness coming out of them. Amen. Uh, I think we we have to go quickly. Second thing, second thing about the goodness uh, is how He transformed us. Once we were sinner, but His love transformed us from sinner to son. I, I was listening to that word again yesterday, Jesus turned water into wine. And uh, this is what, what is the power of the Spirit, that uh, only His love could do that. All the religion today, they are giving, any religion in this world, you know, you go, they'll give you an identity of a sinner. But it is only Christ who came from heaven, who walked in this earth, to give me and you the identity of a son. There is no other person who claim it. So, it is a great joy that we, we have entered into that truth. So, uh, just going through it quickly, we can see in Genesis that we were his creation. So, I, I really want to click onto this, hook you onto this. That uh, I went to many places, we've been into many worship, and many people think the greatest joy of being in fellowship or being in Christ is that all the universe was created just by His Word. Jesus said, Let there be heaven and earth. There was heaven and earth. Everything was made from His Word, but it was only humans or man. He created by His own own hand, we are His creation and uh, they find the greatest joy in that verse that we are His creation and uh, I I wouldn't read the entire thing, Um, let's let's look from chapter 2 verse 7, it says, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breath into his nostrils, the breath of life. The man became a living being. So, um, for example, I can give you, like, um, during COVID, we were working on some projects. That time, uh, we made this machine called 3D printer. So, when we were making this machine, we didn't have anything, so we built it from scratch. Even one one screw we know like we, we bought it and we have placed it. So I can say that machine is my creation because we made it and till date we, we have many machines but we have kept that one aside because we want that one to be special. I don't want it to be removed or dismantled just because it was the first creation and it is very special close to my heart. And Verse 15, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work in and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree. This is the Father's heart. He said, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. This is the planning, the love, the the goodness that Father was planning for Adam. He says, Now the God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave name to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Just uh, just a recap. I, I would like to share one thing. While we were growing up, me and the, the, uh, my parents always told me that God made uh, Eve by taking one rib of Adam. So uh, till now, it is found that uh, man have one less bone than woman. And I used to always believe that is true. And even I used to tell my friends also. But uh, later. <laughs> when we studied we came to know that uh, both men and women they have same bones 206 and i was like i just a slight disbelief and i was like why is that like uh, why uh, my parents told me this way and uh, i started researching about it and uh, i came about this article that was in google and uh, i read it you know it was found in 21st century that doctors were experimenting and scientists found out that uh, there is only one, there is one bone in our body that can regenerate and regenerates like, um, faster than any other bones, and that bone is the ribs. So, I, I was so full of joy that Father knew from day one that if I take the ribs from Adam, it will eventually heal up and uh, it will be all perfect and that discovery was found in 21st century but father knew it from day one so below that article it was written that uh, blessed are people who believed in the word even before the discovery so for science they are still trying to find truth but what we read what we have it it is already the truth it's a time that it will be proven sooner or later, but it is the truth. So, uh, it says that Adam and Eve, they were the creation, and people find joy in that because we were made, we were special because He made, it, made us uh, by His hands. And uh, on Genesis 3, we read the fall, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animals the Lord gave, had made. He said to women, now this is the devil's projection of father. He says, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So he is trying to show like father like, did he say you cannot eat from any tree? But father said you can eat from all the tree except once. But uh, whenever devil comes, he'll always come to show us that father can only give to you this much or only this much can happen or this is the limit. But for, for the sons, for me and you. His love doesn't have any limit. If we really think about it, I have thought and uh, I still think, you know, everyone desires for love. Everyone over here, any human, they desire for love. And you know, only father love is there, you know, even when time didn't exist, his love existed for me and you, even before the foundation of the world. So how much big, how much... Pure His love is for us. Now we'll come down. It says the transformation. So this is the thing I want you guys to hook, I want you to hook into that um, many people, even who are listening online, if we have found joy in just being his creation, so that we were made from his hand. Like I was talking about that machine that 3D printed we made. It is very special. We have kept it the way it is. Maybe someday it will be placed in a museum or it will be like this way. But you know, one day when I'll get married and I have my kid, which will be born of my blood, you know, that my, my child, my son, that machine will be worth nothing in front of that. Thousand, thousand, thousand of machines will never compare, even come close to something that is born of Me. That is the amount of joy, that is the amount of goodness, that is the level our Father wants us to be there, that we are not His creation anymore. The Bible says on John 1, it says, But to as many as did receive and welcomes him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in and rely on his name. Who were born not of blood, natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of a natural father, but of God that is a divine and supernatural birth they are born of God spiritually transformed renewed and sanctified hallelujah so now me and you we can rejoice in the fact that we are not just 3d printers or just a machine or not just a creation now we are part of his family and we are born of him and if His creation is special, his, He loves His creation, imagine how much more He loves you. I love one example that Priya shared. You know, imagine you walk into a store and uh, there is a jacket and you really like that jacket. You want to have that jacket. What will you do? We'll buy it, we'll give the shopkeeper money and we'll have the jacket you know when we give money to that shopkeeper that kind of tells that yes that jacket is worth more than that money i am giving to you i love that jacket more have the money give me the jacket you know bible says that jesus the father gave his begotten son now can you imagine how much love father uh, how much love was there for jesus how much love did Father give to Jesus? Can you imagine? Was it this much? Or can... I think it is something can we, we cannot imagine. That is the amount of love that Father poured into Jesus. Now think of one thing. For me and you, we were bought, he gave his only son to buy or to have or to possess me and you. So, imagine, how much more are we loved? Holy Spirit is waking us to that knowledge that we are His beloved. And it, it's not just a word, it's an impression that will sink into your heart, that every moment when you are walking in the truth, there will be nothing else but just thank you to Father, every moment. Constant Even while you are sleeping, you'll know, okay, yes, Father is with me. It says on 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For the reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him, what does it say? What does it say? Beloved, we are even here and children, now the children of God. And it is yet not yet made clear what we will be after His coming. We know that when He comes and is revealed, we will, as his children, be like him, because we will see him just as he is in all his glory. And everyone who has his hope confidently placed in him purifies himself just, ha- just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, and guiltless. That is how he, he wants us to be. So, uh, even Romans 5 says about Adam and Christ, how sin entered through Adam but we got grace and righteousness through Christ. We'll go ahead. It says we are the light of the world. So this is the word we started. Our this year was started with the scripture. Priya was there up north. We were ministering in different churches. And this was the scripture that we were laying as a foundation. And uh, we all know that we are the light of the world. And uh, I remember uh, I always had a picture of light. Uh, as in I used to talk to other people, that how good Father is, you know. Jesus said, I am the light of the world and He didn't just stop there. Because if He said, I am the light of the world and we still think maybe a shadow could come and we could hide away from His presence. Still there is a way to come out of the light. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. That means, if you are light, there cannot be darkness inside you. There is no place for shadow or darkness inside you, because now you are the light. And uh, you know, um, it's also the light represents the knowledge. More we are aware, you know, Jesus was called the light of this earth. And if you see light, there is a matchstick, there is a candle, there is a bulb, but then there is sun. That lights the whole world. So Jesus was like a son because he was completely aware of who he, is, who he is, where he comes from, who his father is. So that light was resonating from him inside out. And when he calls us light, I believe the moment the truth sets us free. And the more and more we understand in and we wake and we are awakened to the truth that everything that belongs to my father is mine, you know that light gets bigger, bigger, and bigger, and it comes from inside out. That is why it is written in the scripture, it says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So, meaning that if your eyes means, if your mind is single, if me and you, we walk single-minded, Just like Christ walked in this earth, just imagine Christ walking in you right now, dealing with all the situation. Single-minded, you will see that light that is inside you will come outside to other people. And people will see that light from you. And it will happen, you know, when you sit with other people, your colleagues, your friends, you know, when they talk to you, they'll be able to smell that fragrance. They'll be able to see the light that is in you. There will be something, they will be hooked into you because they are seeing that light. They are seeing that Christ image in you and they are drawn to them. And you are going to have more experiences like this. Now, the third thing about the goodness, first thing we saw, His grace. Second thing we saw that we were transformed from sinner to son. And third thing about His goodness, I would end by sharing, is the finished work. I know we all are in the finished world and uh, that, that truth uh, gives us the rest. And there was a video I got, one of the video about the finished word, and uh, he was talking about that word. You know, when Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, you know, the Greek word of that is tetlestai. And uh, that Greek word tetlestai it is used in three references or three places people used it back then. The first one was in business, when the debt is over. And it says in Romans 6, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, one thing we can always be sure about, that the debt that was there for us, that the debt has been paid. The amount has been fully paid. So, next time, if any condemnation comes to your mind and any feeling that tells you that you are not worthy, I loved Zah sharing the testimony or the words she got encouraged. When she was taking, thinking that I am not complete, that means she's saying that Father is incomplete. That can that is not true. So if, if father is complete, then his son is also complete. We are complete. So it says that it is finished. That means that our amount has been paid. There is no debt for us. And second is, second place where it, it was used was in judgment, in courtroom, when the sentence was served, when it was over, the, the judge proclaimed titless tie. It is finished. It is the same what Jesus said, proclaimed in the cross, that it is finished for you and me. All the judgment that had to bear for me and you, that judgment had been served, everything had been dealt off, and it is testless tie. It has been finished. The third one, this is in the military they used to use. When the battle was fully won, they used it then. So just imagine, Jesus saying, Tetelestai, that means the war has been won. He overcomed everything, like how we were talking last week. You are not an overcomer by doing it, you are an overcomer already, what Christ has did. And he said, it is finished. And now we are living in that freedom, we are walking in that freedom, holding and standing our ground that we are the ruler of this realm. And it is because what Christ has done. And it says, What then shall say in response to these? If God is for us, this is from Romans 8. We'll end, end with the scripture. It says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, if Father is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? It's a question mark. It's asking us, who will bring any charge against you? Those whom God has chosen. It is God who justifies Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that who has raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, famine, nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. But it says on verse 37, No, in all these things, all the things that is in this world, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. I don't know how many of you you have seen Harry Potter, the first part. You know, I was very fascinated when we were small. So, uh, there was a scene in the first part that when Harry Potter faces this Voldemort, it's the evil guy who comes to destroy him. The moment Voldemort touches Harry Potter, he is burned, he is vanished away. And it was because the love of the parents of Harry Potter, that love kind of made a shield around Harry Potter, that no evil could ever touch him. And uh, that quickened that, yes, It's the love of Father in Jesus Christ that has covered us with that protection that now no evil can touch us. If it tries to touch us, it will burn away. And then it says, Paul is saying, and uh, we are proclaiming it as well, that now we are convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord no one can separate us that is the love of our father that is the goodness that he has shown to us and i really um, i am encouraged and uh, by uh, what what once was shared by Priya, that uh, in her dream, father came and father is thanking her. Thank you for making me look so good. Because I hear many people, I have never heard like the goodness how she portrays father, I have never heard it. And uh, I believe that is the same voice we all are going to hear that sound is going to resonate in the clouds, in the heaven, that Father will be singing back to us, thank you for making me look so good. This is the message I would like to end today.
1: How many were blessed by David's message? He is a good, good Father. Okay, And the more you see good in small things, He wants to impress you more. That's why I say in small things start thanking him is because he wants to say, yeah, I'm that good. You think I'll do that? Now watch me. I'll do more. And you see all the boasting in the old, right? But imagine now, like David said, Adam was created out of dust. But you and I, we are born from heaven. Sons of God have new DNA's, born of him. Okay. Born of the father. Let's call the worship team. Where's Hebron? We'll take a song. Uh, Okay, we're going to take the spiritual tithe first okay just everyone stand up just say this you're going to thank for all the word that came to you all the understanding that you got what is a spiritual tithe it's a thanksgiving how you give your money to the high priest who is jesus everything that you heard today by faith you're going to lift it up and thank jesus for that increase that came to you that came to your heart that brought peace to you and then what is going to happen That word is going to stick in you. No one's going to steal it from you. It can't be taken away. It's going to get multiplied in you. Okay? So just say this, Jesus, I thank you. You're my high priest. Thank you, Father. I'm a son in your kingdom. And right now, Jesus, I give you a thanksgiving of all the understanding, of all the life, of all the love, of all the peace that came to my heart. And just thank Him, thank Him right now. Close your eyes, thank Him. Just give Him an offering in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for reminding that you love us so much, that you are a good, good Father. And Father, you're so well pleased in every son here. I thank you that it is your good pleasure to give us all things, Father. I just thank you that you're clearing your image in every son's eyes that the devil tainted, that the devil slandered, and you're opening up their eyes, Father, in this truth, removing them out of deception in every area, Father, and you're showing them that you are good, that you are good, and that you want to be good. Amen.